0: What seems to be very prevalent right now is, especially with younger people, is they really get hung up on the likes, the shares, and so because of that, they're chasing that popularity or notoriety, Um, and so they do things to get more likes and to get more shares, and they lose kind of sight of what they really enjoy and why they did what they did. But it's so much better if you can do something you enjoy and something you love and And I would just say, if you're passionate about something like, you know, pursue your passion, become great at it. You know, it's better to be great at a few things than to be mediocre at a lot of things. And so just become great at what you're passionate about. And there are people out there that will share that and that will want that and that will buy that from you. And uh, don't get caught up in the trends because it's, it's, they're ever changing. When you get caught up on Following things just because this is what everybody else is doing, you start to lose sight of why you do it, and then it just you, it loses the fun, and then it just becomes a job, and yeah. I dread it so. Hey, everybody, welcome back to another episode of the No Easy Way Out podcast. My name is Tony Nash, and we are coming to you as always from the Armory in beautiful downtown Owasso, home to my company, AZ Business Solutions, where we help grow your brand from A to Z. Now, I'm excited about my guest today. Now, I know I always say I'm excited, but I really am excited today because this guest, uh, she's a colleague, she's a freelancer that's worked with us on some projects, um, she's a fellow Um I guess I'm not an entrepreneur, so she's just an entrepreneur, <laughs> right? Um, but most importantly, most important of all, she is my cousin, one of my fave cousins, and uh, she is the owner of Nikki Gentry Photography. Nikki Gentry, welcome to the show, Cuz.
1: Thank you so much for having me.
0: I'm so excited to have you here. Now, how have you been? Great. We don't get to see each other that often, but it's great to see you today. We yeah. are social distancing, you know, because we're <laughs> responsible humans. Um, but no, it's good to have you here and good to have you on the show. I know we've been talking about this for a little while, but I'm glad that we actually got to make this happen. Um, I have to ask you, though, this is something I've always wondered. Um, you have a very out-of-the-box, unique, creative name for your business. And I want to <laughs> know, how did you come up with the name Nikki Gentry Photography?
1: Yes. Um, hours and hours of <laughs> <laughs> deliberation. Yes. yes.
0: Yeah. Well, I remember going through the process of thinking of what I would call my business. This business was actually almost called Nash Marketing, okay. Um, but I wanted it to be more than just marketing. I really wanted it to be a business solutions thing, and so I started doing research on, you know, what are cool ways to, you know, what's a trend to name your business. And at then, like, it was real trendy to like come up with words that weren't words, like. Hulu or Yahoo or Bing you know and so I'm like I want to come up with something to make up my own word and I said so growing your brand from A to Z I know AZ business solutions and you know ever since that day that I decided on it once the logo was printed and done I've regretted the name ever since <laughs> and uh People often ask, what is a Z or what is Ozzy or what is AZ? Like, like, why did you add the two E's on the end? And there's really no answer for it. You know, mm-hmm. I wanted it to be phonetically correct and it's not. So, you know, I probably should have just stuck with my name. It would have been easier, Nash Marketing, but, um, <laughs> but it's a great name. Nikki Gentry Photography is awesome. And so you have a good name. So why not use it? Right. Absolutely. So why don't you tell our audience a little bit about you and about your business?
1: Sure. Well, I grew up here in the Iwaso area, and as long as I can remember, I have always wanted to work with children. So that has always been my goal. Um, after high school, I went to college for elementary education, mm-hmm. and I worked in Corona for about seven years yeah. um, as a third grade teacher and absolutely loved it. Kids are my jam. Um, I say all the time that adults make me like nervous and sweaty, and they totally do.
0: <laughs> Am <laughs> um, I making you sweaty right now? Maybe a little. I mean, we're, we're related. so
1: <laughs> A little less sweaty. Yeah. Um, but uh, I just love working with kids. Yeah. So um, once I had my own kids a couple years after teaching – I really found my love for photography, all the small little growth steps that the girls would take. I just wanted to remember each of those little moments. So that's when I started taking pictures of them. Um, My husband, as a gift, got me my first DSLR camera, and that's when I started to learn how to actually take professional-looking pictures in manual mode in my big girl camera. Um, and then a little while after that, after I was taking pictures of my girls, I had lots of friends and family start to ask me to. So that's kind of where um, it grew. I never intended to become a photographer full time, yeah. but my business grew to a point where I had to choose between teaching and photography and um, while both let me work with kids, photography was also that creative side of me that I loved. Yeah. So that's why I decided to do that full-time.
0: And it gives you some flexibility as your own Absolutely. boss. Absolutely. It allows you yeah. to you know, spend more time with your kids and yeah. your family. And so...
1: My well, boss is awesome. She yeah. lets me take days I've, off when I want. I, I get I've to work that. in my PJs. <laughs>
0: Have you ever been written up by your boss?
1: <laughs> Absolutely uh, not. That's
0: amazing. Yeah, a perfect record. <laughs> well, you're very talented. I mean, I've always been blown away. Obviously, we're related. And so you love to see... You love to see everyone do well, but you love to see your family members do well, and you're so talented, and uh, I get to see all the time, you know, pictures that you post of families and kids, and, and even the stuff you post of your girls. Um, it makes me feel like a bad parent, um, because <laughs> we captured nothing. <laughs> like, um, my son, Micah, my first one, you know when you are you have your firstborn child, like, you pick, you take pictures of everything, right? Absolutely. Now, in this, these days, I'm old enough to where we didn't have phones with cameras on them, so we literally had actual cameras yeah, that yeah. you had to take pictures with and then you had to like load them onto your computer well a friend of mine had built me a computer for my home uh and so we loaded we we had thousands of pictures of micah i mean just every <laughs> moment you know oh he moved his finger take a picture um first time parents and so we put them uh all on this computer well then at some point i upgraded my computer probably when he was like two or three and we just set that tower off to the side. Mm-hmm. I didn't even know how to, like, sync my old computer with my new computer. Mm-hmm. I just got a new computer, so you start over, right? Um, you know, we were not in the digital age back in, you know, 03. And um, so probably a year later, we were moving, and we were cleaning out the house, and my wife's like, do we need this computer? And I'm like, and I don't like deleting anything. I'm like, sure. I'm like, I don't, I mean, I guess I haven't used anything on it in over a year, so I might as well just, you know, I probably don't need anything. So instead of checking, I threw the computer yeah. in the dumpster and then about six months later, it dawned on us that like every picture we have of Micah from ages zero to one and a half mm-hmm. are gone. Like we have no pictures. There's mm-hmm. no proof that we would have photographic proof that he is ours. <laughs> um, but we're so bad at taking pictures, family photos. I mean, you've taken the only family photos we've ever done, which I think is <laughs> once or twice in our whole lives. Mm-hmm. We're just so bad at it, and you're always capturing all the moments, and then when my daughters go to your birthday parties for your girls, like, <laughs> I feel like you have a, a an opportunity to be a birthday party planner as well, because, you know, like, it's it's a lot for our kids if we just, like, had cake, and maybe let them, you know, we watch a movie, but, like, you have this whole theme, and so you're so talented and good at that stuff, and so we, we got to get there. You are goals when it comes to <laughs> capturing moments in life, so... So how long now have you been doing photography as a profession?
1: Sure. Um, So this is, I believe, year five doing it full time, I think. I could be totally wrong. That's
0: right around the time I started, so that sounds about right.
1: Okay. All right. Um, I first got my camera and started taking pictures nine years ago. So that was my first um, professional camera, and I started playing with it then. Yeah. But I think five years is when um, I started taking it really seriously and wanting to do it as a profession.
0: Yeah. And how did you learn? I mean, you obviously didn't go to school for first school to be a teacher. How did yeah. you learn to use the camera and capture the angles and the lighting and all sure. of those things?
1: So in the beginning, it was all YouTube. <coughs> YouTube is an amazing tool. Um, that's yeah. how I learned to... Take pictures in manual mode, which is what you really—the mode you need to be using—to um, make your pictures look great. Yeah. Um. So that's where I started, and that's where I learned how to use my camera. But I have taken business classes online. Um. I've also taken studio lighting courses, things that I didn't want to screw up, yeah. and things that I didn't just want to fumble um through YouTube with. Like I totally could have learned those things on YouTube, but. Some things you just want to go to a professional YouTube, for. Make sure, yeah. Uh, and not spend hours wasting time scanning through YouTube. But YouTube, for sure, to start with, I definitely started my business just with my YouTube education. Yeah. And then as I wanted to grow and become more serious and be more profitable, I took business courses online yeah. as well as studio.
0: We should make a t shirt that says YouTube Made Me because I feel like that's how we learn <laughs> totally. almost everything we do here is through yeah. YouTube. It always amazes me when I see our video guys uh, start setting up the cameras and they know right where to put the lights and where to put the mics and how to do everything. And it's just amazing when you have that knowledge of how, you know, lighting captures the best image, you know, they make me look good and that's a tough job. So, um, but, um, so you, you went, you started taking photos just kind of as a hobby. Then Mm -hmm. you started learning like how to do it, but capturing the photos is one step. Then you got to edit the photos and that's really where a lot of the magic comes to life. And so what, what, uh, How did you learn to do that, I guess, what I'd ask?
1: So, um, again, YouTube for, like, the basic functions. I started just using – actually, I started using just a free website online to start editing. That was before I was charging. Um, And so just playing around with really basic functions. And then um, I went into Lightroom, which is a small form of Photoshop, Mm -hmm. and – I think I just started with YouTube videos there, but getting my style was just trial and error. There wasn't a video to like, I love bright and light, airy photography. I didn't Google (laughs) how to do bright and light photography. That was just playing around with settings and sliding the bars and just seeing what I liked best.
0: Yeah. And you definitely have a style. Like when I see photos come across my social media feed, even if I don't realize that you posted it or if a family posted their pictures, I can always tell (laughs) <laughs> when you guys took them, because you have a very bright, lively, colorful style, and it shows through and I think people really like it. I think people are like Thank obviously you. because it shows that you're you know you 're getting a lot of business so
1: it 's for sure a risk to do that style because it is not trendy. And um, I try to be really careful to make my style, well, for one, just what I love because yeah. I'm not going to like it if I'm just editing the way I feel somebody else wants me to. Yeah. Um, but it's more timeless um, right now. It's really trendy to do dark and moody photography. And that's yeah. just not my jam. That's yeah. just not who I am. And that's just not yeah. how I want my pictures to look. So it it is a risk, though, yeah. to kind of go against the curve and not follow what the trend is right now.
0: Yeah. Well, that's interesting you said. I want to talk about that for a second because... You know, I talk to a lot of young entrepreneurs and, um, you know, what seems to be very prevalent right now is, especially with younger people, is they really get hung up on the likes, the shares. And so because of that, they're chasing that popularity or notoriety. Um, And so they do things to get more likes and to get more shares and they lose kind of sight of what they really enjoy and why they did what they did. And that's okay. I mean, if that's what you want to do, if that's what has to pay the bills, but it's so much better if you can do something you enjoy and something you love. And, and uh, I would just say, if you're passionate about something like, you know, pursue your passion, become great at it, become, uh, you know, it's better to be great at a few things than to be mediocre at a lot of things. And so just become great at what you're passionate about. And there are people out there that will share that and that will want that and that will buy that from you. And, uh, don't get caught up in the trends because it's it's they're ever-changing. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's not that you don't have to, you know, stay relevant and stay uh, with the times. But, you know, when you get caught up on following things just because this is what everybody else is doing, you start to lose sight of why you do it. And then it just it loses the fun and then it just becomes a job and you kind of yeah. dread it. so So primarily then you offer... What type of photography? How would you describe? I know what it is, but describe for sure. our audience what type of photography you offer. There's a lot of different kinds of photography.
1: Definitely. Um, so I am a portrait photographer and I focus mostly on children's <laughs> photography. I do offer family photography as well, but I specialize in newborn and styled children's sessions. By styled children's sessions, I mean I love getting a theme. Going back to that birthday party love that I have. Yes, yes. I love a good theme and lots of fun props. Um, I feel like that helps kids relax I am not a sit and say cheese photographer Um, I love to bring a lot of fun things in that I think the kids will like and just watch them interact with it and again that goes back to capturing those moments where they're being real and where you want to see their personality in that milestone Um, so I'm all about the styled children's sessions I do do traditional ones as well um, but not traditional sit on a stool in a studio and smile that's Yes. Pose like Aww. here. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, that's not my jam as much. More,
0: more real life. Yeah. Yeah. Well, listen, you can check out all of her photography. We'll give you a more chance to talk about this, but go to NikkiGentryPhotography.com. We actually helped her with her first website, uh, but now she's kind of building. I haven't seen it yet, but she's, she's <laughs> she came in a couple of weeks ago, and we kind of went over some basics of, and she caught on so fast, and now she's kind of building out her own website. Have you launched a new website yet?
1: I have not. There are a okay. couple little hiccups I have come yeah. across. Um but it's going great so yeah. far. It's it's really close. So
0: you're becoming a web designer now too. So. Nope,
1: nope.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Just for yourself. Again,
1: yeah. lots of you too. <laughs> yes,
0: yes. Oh, I can't wait to see it. But yeah, check it out. Uh, she has some amazing photography. And I think you would be very, uh, very pleased if you were to hire her for your family, for your children, and those different types of things. Um, so photography is such a saturated market. I mean, there's so many photographers. I'm, and maybe I should do this photographers, you know, (laughs) everybody has a camera. And now, I mean, even with smartphones, I mean, some of these, Mm -hmm. the, the, the phone, the pictures I can take on this iPhone 12 pro max or whatever this thing, it's amazing. The quality of the photos now, it doesn't compare. Like when you think, oh, that's a great photo, but then you put it up against a professional photo. Okay. It's not that great. Yeah. But you know, I read a statistic, you know, uh, so let me back this up a little bit. 10, 15 years ago, people didn't look at pictures that often. Mm -hmm. You know, you maybe would see pictures in a magazine if you were flipping through a magazine or in the newspaper. And those are usually in black and white. If you had pictures in your wallet of your family, it wasn't that common that people looked at photographs and see something hanging on the wall. But now they say the average person looks at three to four hundred pictures a day because of social media. So now not only is everybody a photographer, but everyone's a photo critic. They can Mm -hmm. criticize well, that. The lighting was bad or this or they didn't use this filter. And so. You know, a lot of people are out there calling themselves photographers. So, How do you stand out in a market like that?
1: Sure. Um, Well, just to back up a little, like uh, talking about the saturated market, what other industry can a client get on social media and create a post that says, I'm looking for this type of experience for X amount of dollars and have... Floods of people coming in, offering their services for that, right. and it's so tricky because as a business owner, you have to be doing your cost of doing business. Uh-huh. You um, have to know what your expenses are. You can't let your client dictate the price. Now, of course, you want to meet clients where they're at. Price for
0: your market, yeah. absolutely.
1: Um, which is where things can come in, um, like paying in small increments, which is something that I allow. Um, but you can't just have your client dictate what it costs you to run your business. Um, so that's tricky for sure. For sure. And something for me, um, that I've tried to do is just find my niche and do it as best as I possibly can. Um, I, I know some other people who do this on the side and they are just kind of doing any photographer at any kind of photography, either with Mm -hmm. their phone or, um, A DSLR camera but I am just focused on my niche could I do weddings sure Sure. I I have a camera (laughs) I could do a wedding Um, could I do extended family sessions for family reunions could I do senior portraits of course but my passion is children's photography So I am putting all of my energy and experience and time and effort into making that exceptional Yeah. instead of just kind of being a jack of all trades.
0: Yeah, I love it. I love it. That's awesome. And and it goes back to what we were talking about earlier is that, you know, become great at a few things Yeah. and you will stand out. Yeah. You know, there is enough people that want something really great and unique. And um, like you said, if there's a million people... That can do something and you're just average at something that a million people can do, how are you going to stand out? But if you're great at something that only a few people can do, well, there you go. And so, you know, we, we have the same struggles here and trying to determine what do we charge? You know, mm-hmm. I have, we, we get clients sometimes out of state and they're like, Oh, your prices are way too low. And I'm like, well, thank you. But, <laughs> uh, you know, but we're priced for our market, you sure. know, and then of course you get here in your town and you're like, Oh, that's how much that's way too much. And so it's always a challenge. Mm-hmm. You obviously you have to factor in the cost of doing business yep. and all of those things, but you want to be priced for your market. You don't want to be priced sure. so high that nobody, you know, and, uh, it's, I think it's the challenge of every entrepreneur, there's no MSRP on what we do, right? There's, Mm -hmm. we just have to kind of see what the market dictates, see what people are willing to pay. You know, people say, don't underestimate your worth or don't undervalue yourself. Well, listen, I'm worth what someone's willing to pay, right? (laughs) To an extent. Sure. So, um, you have to tread that balance of knowing, you know, what you can charge and what you can't. But again, if you're offering a great quality product that helps you be able to charge a little more and be able to stand behind it say it with confidence not apologize for it and know you're yeah. giving good value so um i was going to ask what is your favorite type of photography? which you've mentioned it multiple <laughs> times the kids are your jam yep. and so i you know i know you've done some senior photos and you've done family portraits but you really love doing the the kids now yeah. would you say babies or like toddler age or just any kids
1: um, so just to touch on what you said about seniors, I just want to clarify for the people I've done your senior sessions.
0: <laughs> that's true. That's I, it. You,
1: I do not promote that at Mickey all. The gentry
0: photography is not offering senior <laughs> photography. No, okay. No. Okay. Um, I thought you did one other too, maybe
1: probably when I first started, yeah, yeah. but it's been years and years off the
0: list, off the list. Marissa's looked great.
1: Thank you. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. It's that's that's
0: the, it. the end. the end. ended on a high note. <laughs>
1: Find someone else for your other five.
0: Okay. Oh, man.
1: (laughs) When they have children, then we can talk.
0: Just do it with my Um, iPhone.
1: Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So I love newborns. That's something um, that I just started really getting passionate about as well. Um, That is super fun for me. And it's something that you have to be careful when you're hiring a newborn photographer because there's a lot of safety that you need to consider oh, yeah. when you are doing these um, different poses and things. So anyone who's hiring a newborn photographer, just make sure you do your research and, and ask your photographer if they are CPR certified, if yeah, they sure. have taken newborn posing classes like I have, um, if they are using props that are appropriate. Um, So that is a a scary one that I think a lot of people aren't aware of that they should be careful on who they're hiring for that. Um, so I've actually taken quite a few recent courses on newborn posing and safety. Yeah, um, There are a lot of poses that you can put babies in that kind of limits their pathway a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, Pinterest is amazing and gorgeous <laughs> and gives you so many great ideas, but a lot of those poses and things are Photoshopped. Yeah. So you just have to be really careful with who you're hiring and if they've done their research yeah. um, on doing it safely. So love newborn photography. I think just because... I am naturally a super patient person, and a lot of those things take a lot of patience and time. And I love being able to sit back and perfect something, um, like newborn photography and poses. But um, I also just love any sort of styled children's sessions. I'm more known for my girl sessions, like my live unicorn sessions are um, my biggest seller every year. But I'm trying to bust into the styled boy sessions as well with doing some, like, sailboat sessions. This year, I'm doing a wood lodge session, which will be super fun with antlers on the walls and furs. Um, And I provide clothing for all of those. So it's styled that way as well as I have a full wardrobe for um, all kid sizes. So I love doing that, too.
0: Very cool. Yeah. Very cool. Well, I... um, I think it's very interesting and fascinating. Like the things you just mentioned, I would have never even thought of. And I was a dad, obviously. I'm sure you don't have dads like, I need you to be very careful right. with my... But I th- I'm sure that's a very important thing to a lot of moms and yeah. probably some dads too. I don't want to generalize sure. there. But um, but yeah, hiring somebody that uh, really takes what they're doing seriously yep. and is not just grabbing a Pinterest board and saying, oh, I could do that, but yep. doing the research to make sure it's safe, to make sure it's set up properly, to make sure... And even the CPR certified, I mean, that's a good point. I hadn't thought of that. That's yeah. something that... It's just a nice little advantage, so um, so let's talk a little bit about um, the process of becoming your own boss, so sure. you know um, working in the school system, teaching kids it's a very structured environment. you have a lot of things you have to come up with on your own, but you know you have a job description and your hours that you're set, and you know you got to do these things, but when you're your own boss, you don't have any of that structure, you have yeah. to build it, <laughs> and uh, you know I think sometimes as people start to make the transition from a you know, nine, nine to five job, which I know that that's not teaching, but you understand what I'm saying. The traditional yep. job career to now becoming your own boss yeah, and having the motivation to, uh, create structure and to, you know, get out of bed when you need to get out of bed and set schedules and all the things that come along with being that, uh, it's tough for some people. Yeah. And, uh, if you think that becoming my own boss, well, now that means I'm not going to have to work as much. <laughs> it's just not true. Now sure. you just, you can work, When you want you create. You don't want to make
1: as much money you can. Truth,
0: truth. (laughs) Um, So you know, kind of talk about what that was like in that time when you just you went from deciding, okay, I'm not going to teach anymore, but I'm going to do this full time, and kind of what you went through when you went through all that.
1: Yeah, it's really interesting for someone like me who naturally is not a leader. I am a rule follower, which I know you and I have talked about before. Mm -hmm. I like to follow other people's guidelines. I like to get behind a great leader and just run a ship. Um, I'm not one to steer a ship. So, this was really interesting for me because I got into the business just because I loved taking photos. I did not have any business sense. I, I didn't know what it meant to run a profitable business. And the first few years, I definitely struggled because of that. Um, and it's been interesting the last couple years, I have just made myself sit down. And map out a calendar of what my year will look like. And it's funny, I was joking with my husband about this because I follow my own schedule. Yeah. Like I'm following behind myself, which sounds ridiculous. But if I just make a schedule for myself, I totally stick to it. It's like the rule follower in me, even though it's my own. <laughs> it's my own rule. It's my own rule, but like I have to stick to it. Um, so that has helped me because I, naturally I, I'm not a leader and naturally yeah. I don't steer a ship. So um, that's definitely been a learning curve. But I feel like January is my time to just make that happen. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I just map out my entire year and I mm-hmm. just stick to it and yeah. it works well. Daily, um, being a business owner can be challenging as well. I, my office is right in my home, so I'm always two steps away from my computer. And I'm mm-hmm. always thinking about what else I can edit or, yeah. or what else I can add to my website. Um, I have tried really hard to just stick to during school hours because I'm a mom first. And even though I'm a creative and um, when I get something in my head, I totally just want to work on it. I um, try to stick within my girls' school hours. So I take the girls to school and then I come home. And that's when I work Mm -hmm. for the bulk of the time. And then after I pick them up, I try to just be a mom after that. Now, I do photograph in the evening as well, but usually that's um, on Saturdays. Um so I, during the week I really just try to work during my girl's at school time.
0: Yeah. Well, I think that's important uh to point out because um I think every entrepreneur goes through the uh home work balance. A lot of times many people became an entrepreneur because they were struggling to balance their home life and their personal life with work. Work was consuming that for me, I left an industry that I was very good in to do this. Um because I wanted more control and be, able to, I want to be able to balance my, but still like when, especially at first, the first year and a half, I was working from home and it's really challenging yeah. to want to, you know, something has to get done, but yep. to say, no, I'm going to put that off and be with my family and mm-hmm. be with my kids. And I think that's important. And I like what you said that you set a specific time of the year. That you're going to really hyper-focus on your schedule, and then you just stick to it. Yep. So that way it's not something that's just belaboring every day, like, what am I going to do today? Yeah. But you kind of set this, and I think it's important. I, I encourage our clients, like, with their social media. You know, everybody knows they need to have social media, but they never make time for it. And I'm like, with your social media, take a time once a month for, like, an hour and think, what do you want to post for the next 30 days? And then don't yeah. think about it every day. And I think that's an important piece when you're running a business is all the different things that go along with it. The... The customer relations, the the accounting, the actual work, the gathering of equipment, all of the things that you have to do to set times aside to focus on those things, especially the things that don't maybe come naturally to you and to make time for them. And so that it's not a constantly a daily task that just becomes this, <laughs> this horrible thing that you have sure. to do. So I also want to talk about something that I know <clears throat> that both of us have kind of been plagued with because it runs through our family line. And that is this... Uh, the plague of perfectionism. Now, perfectionism can be a wonderful trait when you provide something to somebody and it's perfect and they love it. Mm-hmm. But perfectionism can also be something as a business owner that can really hinder progress, yeah, slow you down, make your project take 10 times longer than it should have, therefore cutting into the, co- the profit, <laughs> your yeah. time. Um, and I remember working for certain employers who would you know, be frustrated with my perfectionism because of how long things would take me. They're always very happy with the result, yeah. but the amount of time it took. And now that I, and I was just, you know, get angry that that would frustrate them. Like you love my product, but you don't love my process. But now that I'm a business owner and I realize like, you know, I have graphic designers and sometimes I want to design something, but I know if I give it to my graphic designers, they'll get it done in two hours where it would take me six hours because mm-hmm. I'm going to nitpick every little <laughs> pixel, you know? Right. And so that's something that, uh, I struggle with, uh, daily. It's a curse and a blessing, but For sure. how have you, I mean, I know you have that in you. Yeah. I know you do. Your dad is that way and, yeah. Yeah, and your brothers are that way. So my mother is that way. And so how have you balanced that with, you know? Yeah trying to make, pro, I had a boss that would say progress before perfection. And I hated that statement (laughs) so bad. Like it was like fingernails on a chalkboard. Yeah. But there is some value to that. So how do you balance that?
1: So luckily for me, like business is not something um, that the business side of photography is not something I love. So for whatever reason, I don't have to be as perfect in that aspect of it. Yeah. However, the photography itself absolutely takes me forever. And I know a lot of photographers can outsource things like editing, and like to me, like there's no way, no way. I can let go of that, no. not a chance. Um, but I, I just, I really do try to what you just said that your boss just said. Um, I really do try to keep in mind that something is better than nothing, especially mm-hmm. when it's things like doing web design. Like I want it to look amazing, mm-hmm. but I'm not a web designer myself. Yeah. So um, just trying to have something <laughs> out there as opposed to nothing. I just try to keep that in mind. Um, I've totally been known to re-edit pictures after I've already given them to the clients, just for <laughs> myself, for no for, reason at I've all. I've done like, the oh, same thing. Let me, I could totally
0: <laughs> the take the
1: contrast down a little bit here. Oh, yeah. that's so much better. And then nobody sees you just it. just feel
0: good about it's it. It's just ridiculous. I can just sleep tonight yes, now. I know yes. that that picture, no, I have that same oh issue. Gosh. It's amazing how many times I've like redesign somebody's logo (laughs) after they've already, that's on their sign. Like that's That's their logo. But I like, I want to look just in my mind, this is what the logo looks like.
1: Totally. When I
0: drive by, I'll see that real, you know, but yeah, it's, it's definitely something. And what I have, uh, you know, what I have purposed to do, um, in balancing that for me is, you know, obviously there's that theory of progress before perfection, which is good. But I've also come to the realization that there certainly are things that I care about in terms of a website or a social media graphic or a logo. There are little things that I might notice, but 99.9% of the normal human population would yep. never even know. You know, sometimes I'll show my wife like, hey, what do you see? She, oh, it looks great. No, oh, no, tell me that what you, see. <laughs> she cannot, even when I point it out, she's like, I don't see it. And yeah. so I realize that's kind of my own problem sometimes. Yep. And so sometimes getting to a point where I say, I don't ever want to say it's good enough, but knowing this is great. Maybe I, if I had another two hours, I could do this, but it's great already. And to, to keep things moving forward, to never deliver an inferior product, but to understand your own Mm -hmm. kind of mental issues that you just kind of have to, to deal with your, your obsessive compulsive (laughs) need to have something look, you know, one leaf in the picture to have the Absolutely. same shade as that leaf over there that nobody would ever notice. So
1: I have been able to um, kind of pinpoint what the location and time of the location should be to get me to that end product. Yeah. In the beginning, um, also being a people pleaser myself, I just wanted to bend, bend over backwards on any location somebody wanted to shoot at any time of day. I would make it happen for them, mm-hmm. and that is when. My perfectionist self was just like freaking out because I have a certain way that I want lighting to look on people's faces, and when it's not, I'm trying to go in and manually change it, and it is such a nightmare and takes forever. So now I'm like, nope, these are these are your location choices. Right. Or if you have a dream location, I have to go scout it out. I can't tell you yes yet. And I have to look at it at 6 p.m. or whatever that hour and a half before sunset time is because that's when we're shooting. Mm-hmm. So I'm sorry, we can't mm-hmm. do afternoon shoots. You're going to have to maybe push a kidnap back or yeah. or do something to make it happen or pick another date because I know the time of day and I know what locations have to look like in order for us to have that end product that you see on my website. Mm-hmm. But forever, I was just trying to people-please too much. So. Yeah. just knowing what's going to get me to the end product and not bending on those.
0: Well, that's a delicate balance because, you know, I'm a people pleaser too, but part of any type of business is pleasing people, right? I mean, like you want, you want people at the end of the day to be pleased with what you gave them. And so trying to remember, they hired me for a reason. Yeah. So they, they did hire a professional because they want my opinion. So to give that opinion without railroading their idea. Sure. Um, so trying to be upfront as much as you can with them about what the expectations should be and, and managing that and letting them know that, yeah, I don't do everything. This is what I do and this is what I do well and I can deliver this. But if you're looking for this, I might not be the right, yeah. you know, like for you were talking about earlier, if it's dark, moody, Yeah. I might not be your best person. So for if sure. that's your expectation going in, let's yeah. be upfront with each other about that. Yeah. Um, and, you know, it's been a challenge for me now that I have 10 or 11 people working for me to just say, hey, do this website, do this design, do this logo, do this video. And I want to always have my input. And then also realizing, you know, you have a very specific niche that you offer, but we offer a variety of things. And, you know, art is subjective, right? Graphic art, digital art. uh, And so sometimes giving somebody something that maybe I don't love, but they absolutely yeah. love. Yeah. It's a challenge, you know? Yeah. And so then even when my staff will show me, Hey, look at this logo I designed. And I'm like, eh, I don't <laughs> love it, but then the customer loves it. Right. I just have to say, okay, if the customer yeah. loves it, that's at the end of the day. I
1: remember you not loving my logo, the first one that I chose, which I now yes. don't use, yeah. but I remember going back I and forth. I love your new logo. <laughs> you. I love the new one. <laughs> I remember going back and forth with that too. And it is yeah. such a delicate balance but you're the expert too, sure, um, and so maybe looking back, I actually had another um professional photographer who I really look up to say that it wasn't it didn't match my brand enough, yeah, so that was like a big eye opener for for me, mm-hmm. but I wish maybe I would have listened to you a little bit more well that. no, I mean but that's that's the challenge like yeah. so
0: for for me, like I can recommend yeah but I have a very a client specific thing like, I was on the phone with them last night until ten o'clock, and we same thing we're going over the specific design, yeah. And I just said, I just said, listen, we'll do whatever you want us to do on this. Like I, at the end of the day, it's your website. And I want to say and look like, but let me just tell you my opinion as a professional designer mm-hmm. and what's going to look best and what's going to be most widely received and, and easy to read. And they actually came around and said, okay, we trust you. You're the professional. So, you know, I think you can try to. Kind of steer people in the right direction, but at the end of the day, you got to give them, you know, especially if you've managed the expectations up front. So, well, okay, so we've we've talked a little bit about, you know, photography and being an entrepreneur and what we do, but now we are going to kind of transition to one of my favorite segments of the show that we call Explain That Post. So I am going to text you right now. uh, I'm going to text you three pictures that we are going to discuss in regards to things that we did a deep dive on your Facebook. Now you don't have a lot of self deprecating photos. (laughs) Like you really are intentional about posting photos where you look good and your family looks good and Uh. nobody's doing something stupid. And I guess that's the the good photographer in you. But, uh, so these were a little more challenging. These aren't going to be embarrassing, but I thought these will be good posts that maybe need a little more context, a little more explanation. So the first one I have is you posing here with a mystical creature that no one's ever really seen, (laughs) a unicorn. Why are you posing with a unicorn right there?
1: So as I mentioned before, um, unicorn mini sessions are something that I offer every year Mm -hmm. and, um, very quickly became a client favorite. So this is sugar, the unicorn, and I have used her.
0: Where do you get sugar?
1: Um, sugar. She was actually a client's um, pony, and I went to her home to do a session on her farm, and I spotted her way back behind the fence, and it was like a light beam of oh, the unicorn! It, yes, the unicorn of my dreams that I've been waiting for. <laughs> so that was probably uh, four years ago ish that I spotted that little gem, and she's amazing. She's yeah. so good and lets the girls um, pet and kiss on her, um, and she's awesome. So I think we've done seventy-seven sessions together. Oh yes. She's a rock star, um, and, and the
0: horn is not real. You put that on her head. Right?
1: I cannot confirm nor deny that. <laughs> okay.
0: So it is possible that unicorns are real. Absolutely. It is so she will to be back a lot this of little summer girls, as well. <laughs> to a lot of little girls, she is real. Yes. Okay. The next one is you and your father standing next to a giant fairy tale book. Yeah. So how, where did you get that, and how and how did you incorporate that into what you do?
1: So. One of the best traits that I think I acquired from my dad is the fact that he can see a project and there is no doubt in his mind he can rock it. Yeah, (laughs) he's very creative. It doesn't matter what the material is or what it's going to take. He knows he can make it happen and he always has. Um, That's a trait that I look up to in him. And that's something that I think um, your mom actually pointed that out, which I thought was very yeah. sweet. I had never really considered it before, but she said that I do the same thing. Like I see something that I want to incorporate in photography, and it's happening. Like yeah. I,
0: <laughs> no one's telling me no. No man. one
1: is telling me it's no. It's possible. I like even tell my clients it's happening before I've even tried to figure out how it can, because in my mind it, it's a go. And this was one of those projects. Um, I saw, um, the, they use these giant books in wedding props. Like you can rent these, but in my mind, I knew I could totally make it. Like I'm not, I'm crafty as far as like scrapbooking or making small things, but I just had in my mind that my dad and I could totally rock this project. So your dad so made this. My dad, I'm going to say I, I made it as well. Oh, okay. Give me a little credit oh, sorry, here. Sorry. sorry. <laughs> I mean, I did take a supervisor role most yeah. of the time, <laughs> um, But it it literally took, I don't know how many hours. What is it made out of? So it is foam. Um, It's like a purple foam board that you get at Home Depot. I don't know if it's an insulation board. I can't remember what it's for. Um, But it is so lightweight. Like if it wasn't so huge, I could like balance it on one finger. It is. Oh, wow. It kept blowing over, which I had to eventually tie to a tree um, because it's just foam. And then the front is like a canvas material. And then I just use a projector to um, draw on the castle and the text. So we made that and used it in my unicorn sessions um, last year. This year, it's happening. I haven't talked through how it's happening, but we're totally making a castle. I think we're going to use the same material. Um, My dad doesn't know it yet, but he's going to creating this amazing he's gonna castle love it. he's gonna love it. he secretly does love this yes. stuff <laughs> but the perfectionist in him this took you have no oh, idea can how can imagine this took. no i can it imagine it was it was painful
0: <laughs> yes and like your dad is the same like he yeah. if he's like oh that one part's not symmetrical oh like he'll he'll start all over from the very beginning so bad yeah. so bad <laughs> no i get it well that's that's incredible well the last one's kind of funny this says uh, never tuck your shirt in again <laughs> This is like a mansy, a man onesie, and oh you posted goodness. it for some reason. Why did you post this on your
1: Facebook? Um, well, I believe my caption was something like "nailing my Father's Day gift this year." <laughs> I
0: could something. see Jake where Jake her husband <laughs> is like a National Guard uh, troop, and he's also a uh, works. Uh, is, he, is he working in uh, the school still? No. Oh,
1: um, he works for Covenant Eyes now. Oh, okay. Um, but he he was a
0: school like administrator at one point, so
1: he um, does creates online trainings for them. Okay. So he does computer so, work most of the time. But I could
0: still see him rocking this, this <laughs> man onesie. So, uh, all right. Well, those are very cool. Uh, so listen, there are no lengths that Nikki will not go through to make that portrait, that picture look absolutely. exactly right. <laughs> so as we finish up here, I just want to talk a little bit about, we always talk with our guests about, you know, this last year, the Big Elephant in the Room 2020 was a challenge for everybody. And uh, I can only imagine what it was like to be a... People photographer when you weren't allowed to technically weren't allowed to see people or be <laughs> around people. So how did you stay in touch with your people and yeah. keep your business afloat?
1: So um, when the restrictions first uh, were enforced, I was just actually coming out of my slow season. So it was a real head scratcher on how I'm going to navigate yeah. this because winter months are always slow. So coming out of that and I was just getting ready to launch my spring sessions, Um, And summer ones as well, because I booked those about a month in advance. But um, I was getting ready to launch those when restrictions came. So I just kind of put a hold on everything um, to be respectful um, of clients and where they were at. But as soon as restrictions started lifting, I just tried to show my clients love with wherever they were comfortable. So I did have clients ask me to take their portraits and stay six feet apart. So I absolutely did that. Um, I had clients who asked me to wear a mask, so of course I did that. And there were also clients who just wanted me to proceed as normal. So I did that as well. So it is such a a tricky time. I definitely did take that pause when we were asked to. And I used that time to rebuild my website. That's also when I took um, courses on studio lighting, which I now use for newborn sessions. Um, And I dove into that world, which I hadn't made time for before. So for my business, that time was kind of a blessing. Um, to be able to dive into some areas that I was neglecting. yeah. So that was great. And then when restrictions started lifting a little, we did just outdoor sessions, and I just met clients where, wherever they were where comfortable. They
0: were. Yeah. Well, I think that's so important right now that everybody's comfort level is yeah. like, like, if you ask me today to walk into a crowd of 10,000 people who I didn't know without a mask, I would be totally comfortable. Like I, I have no <laughs> sure. fears or worries about that. I have a guy cough in my face. I'm like, dude, but it's, I'm not going like to go home. Like, oh no, I'm, I just don't, that's yeah. where I'm at. Yeah. But but that doesn't mean that's where everybody else is at. Yeah. And so for me as a business owner to just project my mm-hmm. personality that everyone else should feel that way. Yeah. is not it. And I think if you're a business owner, if you're projecting either way, like yep. if you're trying to make people afraid or yeah. if you're trying to make people feel uncomfortable. And I think the other thing is, one of the things that I've noticed is a lot of businesses coming from the hospitality industry, like customer service is kind of my thing. Like I am so adamant about treating people, not just like my, my employees, but my customers with so much respect Mm -hmm. and listening to them and making sure that they have a wonderful experience with me and, and my service or my product. I think that's a lost art today Yeah. before COVID, but I feel like now, COVID has like taken people that already had bad service and like amplified it. And people are like offering the bare minimum amount of service so that you can just get the bare minimum of their product or Mm -hmm. their, you know. And I I would just encourage business owners to exactly what Nikki just said is people are at different levels. Have respect for everybody at the level they're at um, and treat your customers with respect and and uh, don't make them regardless of what side of the issue or that they're on, go the extra mile, try to make them feel comfortable. Make sure that the service, just because there are limitations on distance and what people need to wear when they're in your building, make sure that your customers are feeling welcome still and invited. We we were in Pennsylvania with the family and Um we went to they had a big Disney store out there where we were at and you know, of course my little girls love Disney and my boys love Marvel and so we we went in and it there's I mean plastered everywhere, you know, like red sirens. You must wear a mask. Okay, I get it. Like, you know, it wasn't just a sign on the door, it was like they might as well had a billboard that said, Don't think about coming in here unless you have a mask. So I have one of these neck gaiters. Yep. Um I particularly feel very, very claustrophobic in a mask. I have a hard time breathing. I'm not trying to get anyone to feel sorry for me. That's just where I am, okay? I'm a big dude that puts out a lot of oxygen, <laughs> and when I'm, my oxygen is limited, I it, I don't like it. So I pull up this gator, and I walk into the store, and this lady, like, like, pretty much, like, jumps out to drop kick me, like, jumps in front of me. She's got her table there with, like, 18 different types of hand sanitizer and pockets of masks and gloves, you know, and instead of being friendly, like, sir, can I, you know, she just jumps up. You cannot come in here with a neck gator. The Disney Corporation does not allow neck g- I mean, just, like, went off on me. Like, I even knew that, you know, like, I was some. And, I mean, I had this thing pulled all the way up. And I said, oh, I said, I apologize. She goes, you need to go outside unless you have a real mask. And I'm like, could you tell me what a real mask is? Like, she goes, well, we have these paper masks. And um, and so she would you like one? And I'm like, sure. Like, but she, so like, she was so rude about it yeah. that we just left and it wasn't even the requirement, mm-hmm. you know, fine. But mm-hmm. there is a way to handle people and not make them feel like I'm just this horrible person because I didn't know that net gators weren't allowed. And I'm finding that with a lot of businesses, because people's comfort levels are different. I always try to be respectful of that. But I find a lot of businesses are not. And I would just encourage you, if you're a business owner of any kind, don't lose sight of taking care of people. That's where we're at. Try to meet people where they're at. You have to have your restrictions in place. I get it. But there's a way to communicate those things to people and still be inviting and still be welcoming and still be warming and still provide good hospitality. So.
1: And, and personally, as a Christian, we're called to show love. And so for me, this has been an opportunity to do that for my clients, Absolutely. just love them wherever they're at and just to be extending grace to them. Um, I have lots of clients who are very fearful and I need to extend grace to them and, and yeah. bend over backwards and whatever I can do to make them comfortable and enjoy their experience. Yeah. Um, something that I really strive for is to make photography A stress-free experience. And that's something that typically is never the case. (laughs) Um, People who are usually calm and collected, they can lose their minds over trying to get their hair right before a family session. And so um, I am all about bringing fun in, making it stress-free. And this is a time that's not stress-free. So how can I extend grace to those people? And I try the same when I'm going into a store. Um, Though I'm not personally fearful, I absolutely will wear a mask because Mm -hmm the person um, who's greeting me when I walk in, they're not the people enforcing, or they're the people who are just asked to enforce it. It's not about their personal opinion either. So as a Christian, it's been an opportunity and a platform for me to extend grace to them and to show them love by just following a simple guideline. So that's just something personal um, that I have done as a Christian to try to show love.
0: Yeah. And I think, you know, I mean, certainly there is a principle for Christian business owners out there that, that you should, a hundred percent be going out of your way to making people feel loved, appreciated, warm, comfortable, safe, all of those things. And I think that's excellent advice. Um, And I'm glad that you mentioned that because it's something that we don't talk about enough, I think. And we all kind of just want to stand firm on our principles that this is who we are. And I can be that way. I'm a very uh, stubborn guy, but I always try to make it a point to make the people around me feel as comfortable with me and my presence as they possibly can um, and so I think that's very important, especially for business owners. So as we uh, end up our show here, we're going to go into our little Say It in 60 segment here. But, um, you know, what would you like our audience to know? I'll give you a chance to look into this camera right here and tell our audience <laughs> what Nikki Gentry Photography is up to today and how they can find you and find your services. And uh, if you wouldn't mind, uh, after the show, if you could send me some great photos that represent your work we'll actually put those on the screen maybe while you're talking about this so
1: awesome yeah so um nikki gentry photography photograph sessions all over shiawassee county um i can be found at nikki gentry com or on social media platforms like facebook and instagram
0: all right so check her out she has some great stuff and um i think that uh you will be pleased if you have children if you uh have newborns, all of those things, uh, her photos are amazing. They're awesome, and they'll give you a lifetime memory that you can capture. And uh, we still have our 2018 family photos that you took for us. <laughs> They're still the ones on the wall. My yeah. kids look so much different. I mean, I I look a few pounds lighter, um, but it's still a great memory. we got to make another one here soon, but sure. we'll talk about that soon. So, All right, so we're going to move into this segment called Say It in 60. I know you've seen it. We ask 10 rapid-fire questions to get some knowledge out of you in a short amount of time. And uh, if you uh, answer all these questions, there's no wrong answer because they're your answers. If you answer them all in 60 seconds, then you will go home with a fabulous prize. So we have a little spinning wheel right in front of you there. We're going to have you push that middle white button, and we're going to see what you're playing for.
1: Ooh, is, oh Roma's. It looks oh, like dead between so I couldn't. Twenty five
0: dollar gift That's card awesome. to Roma's back door. We actually just redid their website for them and uh we made a video. Their food is amazing. We did a photo session and we literally they made everything on the menu and so somebody had to eat it. <laughs> and man, their food is I mean, it's been a while since I've been there, but their food is really, really good. That's so awesome. it'll be a good place to go by yourself maybe I would have been night. willing
1: to take photos for that maybe yeah. consider me next time. yeah I
0: will I will no, kidding. good food yeah absolutely so um, we're gonna put 60 seconds on the clock Jordan you got the timer ready all right Nikki are you ready yes okay rapid fire here we go the time starts now G- what is a minute. must-read book the Bible what is a daily habit that everyone should do
1: tell your people you love them
0: what is your favorite podcast
1: uh, no Easy Way Out.
0: Good seconds. answer. <laughs> what is a must-binge TV series? Parks and Rec. Good one. What is your why?
1: Um, my husband and my kids.
0: What is your best piece T-minus of advice?
1: Um, find something that makes you stand out and be exceptional at it.
0: What is your favorite quote?
1: Romans 12.10, which says he to outdo one another in showing honor.
0: Okay. What? Who do you look up to? My grandma. Uh, grandma Rose. Love her. Um, last question. We have time. What is success to you?
1: Minus Setting goals and reaching them.
0: All right. And how much time to spare? 18 seconds, 18 seconds to spare. Nicely done. Good job, studio <laughs> audience. Round of applause. Very Thank good you. job. And, uh, good job, Nikki. We were going to go home today with a $25 gift card to Roma's back door. Enjoy Thanks that so Chicago style pizza. I don't know if you ever had it, but it's amazing. It's I haven't, thick and cheesy and delicious. Sounds awesome. But, um, okay. So... Um, I just want to say from the bottom of my heart, thank you for doing this. I know you were a little apprehensive about it because you're more of a behind the scenes (laughs) gal behind the camera girl.
1: Absolutely. Um,
0: but you did awesome. And I think that a lot of entrepreneurs are going to find the things you said today, uh, very informative and maybe will be a help to some folks. It's always amazing. We do these podcasts who reaches out and says, I really, I listened to this episode and I really liked that. And even some of the things that we never thought would, you know, we didn't think much of it. It really captured somebody in a moment where they needed to hear that so thank you for taking the time to share your experience with us share your story with us and to all of my No Easy Way Out fans both of you I would like to say (laughs) I would like to say that if you need photography uh, particularly in the area of children newborns uh, you have to look Nikki up you will not be disappointed she's amazing to work with and I'm not just saying that because she's my cousin she really makes the experience fun as a person that has six kids and having worked with her She knows how to wrangle everybody together and get them to smile and do all the things. So thank you, Nikki. Thank you for being on the show today. We appreciate you being here, and uh, we look forward to seeing what the future holds for you. Thanks so so much. And if you're still with us, thank you for watching today. As my mother always said, you can't and never could until you tried. So go out there and try something great, my friends, and don't take the easy way out. We'll see you next time.